It's time for JT the Brick. I'm working for free today. Get the blank out of here. The tackles that are coming into this program have now got to be. One of them's got to pop like Daryl Russell. One of them's got to pop. Who's it going to be? How long have we been waiting for a young defensive tackle to come in here since Daryl Russell and go, I got this. Don't take me off the field. I'm a beast. JT the Brick. I'm on a roll. I want an elite superstar, 25-year-old linebacker who's going to play five years in a row. You're going to pay him a new contract, and he's just great. This place hasn't done that well, and now Dave Ziegler probably could do a much better job at that position, I would believe, because the Patriots had a lot of good linebackers. Play that rant again. I'll get the hell out of here. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT, we got breaking news. According to Vinny Bonsignor, Tom Pelissaro, Adam Schefter, Alex Leatherwood has been waived. Uh, that is the breaking news right now on the flagship of the Raiders, Raider Nation Radio 920. We'll get to Vinny Bonsignor in about five minutes. So Vinny's going to come here. Vinny had it, along with a couple of NFL insiders. We'll wait for the Raiders to put it out when they put out all their cuts. But that's the show today. Alex Leatherwood is no longer a Raider, according to sources, and we're going to cover that for the next two hours. And what we're going to do is we're going to do and we're going to give this guy dignity and we're going to give him grace and we're not going to make anything personal. Okay, that's the rules of my show all the time and we'll do it again. I like Alex Leatherwood. Met him once, don't know him well, thought he would make the team like most people. I mean, there wasn't one human being, human being, let alone Raider fan or Raider insider who didn't have Leatherwood on the final 53 in June. In the offseason, everybody had Leatherwood making the team as either the starting right tackle, maybe not the starting right guard, but not being released. Uh, and now he is released because of his poor play and the fact that he did not live up to any potential as of this point in his career. As of today, the Raider brass of Dave Ziegler, the coaches, the offensive line coach, obviously the head coach, don't believe that Alex Leatherwood can help the team at any capacity to keep him on the roster. And that sucks for Alex Leatherwood because Alex Leatherwood was a hell of a player in college. He was a first-round pick, uh, number 17 overall in the first round. Adam Schefter, 13 minutes ago, Alex Leatherwood was the 17th pick in the 2020 draft. Raiders now have to eat $7.9 million against their salary cap. Field Yates just reported 10 minutes ago. Raiders first-round picks from 2019 to 2021. These are just first-round picks. In 2019, Cleland Farrell, Josh Jacobs, and Jonathan Abram, all fifth-year options declined. 2020, Henry Ruggs III and quarterback Damon Arnett both waived following off-field incidents. 2021, Alex Leatherwood waived after one season. So a couple of things. Brand-new regime, their guys, their team, and a lot of these players now we can officially say and not all of them, because Josh Jacobs is a hell of a player. We don't know the future of Cleveland Farrell at this second. We will know it pretty soon. And obviously, Jonathan Abram, who is a really good Raider and a good person here, as we know, and still has some upside. We'll see what happens with him as his career goes further. But it is shocking to me. And it wasn't, you know, Saturday I knew Leatherwood wasn't going to be here. I knew that. It was pretty obvious to see what happened with him and how poorly he played, that he wasn't going to make the team. But it's amazing to think about the talent that the Raiders have managed to put together on this team in spite of the first-round draft pick failures. Truly remarkable how badly so many top picks have turned out. 
Shocking. Shocking. And again, rugs could have been great. The, off, uh, the, the car accident killing Tina Tintor, that was an epic disaster in Raider history for a good kid who came in with all the upside that you could want. Damon Arnett was just a bad guy. That was a pure whiff on a bad guy, a bad character guy, just a bad overall guy. They just whiffed on that one. And Leatherwood, you know, no one thought, Mike Mayock didn't think he was going to whiff on Leatherwood. I mean, it was going to take him a little bit early because they had a need, and they thought that need was to get him now because he wouldn't be there when they went for their second pick. And that happens all the time in the NFL, that you take a player earlier than he should because you don't think he's going to be there when you pick again. Does everybody understand that? If you have the first or second pick, it's a little bit easier. If you have 15, 17, 19, and you don't pick again until 30, 31, or 27, or 42, you know, you go get the player. Fortunately for the Raiders, you know, they could have took Trayvon Merrig with their first pick, and then they could have took Alex Leatherwood with their second, and maybe Leatherwood is here, but I doubt it. Because Dave Ziegler and the staff evaluates talent differently. And these are not their guys, period, and they're moving on from them. That's all you need to know. So this is a very bold move. When we're trying to examine, and Vinny Bonsignor will join us in a minute, when we're trying to examine and get a feel for Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels and the Patriot way that came from the East and is now in Vegas, now you know everything. Now you know everything. You got it all right here. You got it all. You have it all on what Ziegler and McDaniels are doing. They're going to pick their guys, and if they can't play, they're not going to be here. And the other guys from the former regime, they're going to give you a fair chance, and if you can't cut it, you're gone. And we just saw that a few minutes ago as we bring in Vinny Bonsignor, Vegas Nation, our teammate here on Raider Nation Radio on the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Uh, Vinny, uh, again, with your reporting, it was pretty obvious after the last two preseason games that Leatherwood played his way off this roster. How did this develop today? How tough of a decision was this for the Raiders? Yeah, uh, and thanks for having me, uh, JT. You know, I, I reported this about a week and a half ago that all options were on the table for Alex, including... Did we lose Vinny? Bobby, did we lose Vinny? All right, so we'll double-check. Maybe the phone ghost appeared again. God, could I have one radio show, Please. 702-365-9200. We'll get Vinny back up here again because Vinny's reporting was on that. When Vinny put out that all options were on the table, it was pretty much the beginning of the end for Alex Leatherwood, who played so poorly, so pathetically poorly in the last two preseason games that he forced his way. He forced his decision out here. And again, as Vinny talked about on his show, which I heard, he didn't come out playing with his hair on fire which is the term a lot of people want to use here to really fight for that. Or maybe it was just a situation after all the practices, Vinny, you were reporting first off uh, about a week and a half ago, you were saying, go ahead, please. Yeah. Uh, that all options were on the table for, uh, for, for Alex, including trading him or what they ultimately did cutting him. It was problematic for any team uh, that was trying to trade him, tra- you know, that had any interest in trading for him because there was too much left on the contra- contract that was guaranteed. That would have been the preferable route for the Raiders, uh, but every, every team was like, okay, we're not going to trade for him and, and pay him that money. Um, if there's interest, he'll get claimed by somebody, and, and they won't, or excuse me, sign after he clears waivers, and, and the, Raver, the Raiders will be on the hook for the remaining uh, guaranteed portion of the salary, uh, short mm-hmm. of what he, he signs with uh, for, for another team. But the bottom line is this. Um, 
you know, uh, it's what you said earlier. You know, there's no preconceived ideas or notions or judgments uh, that were going on here. Everybody on the roster had a chance to win a roster spot or a starting spot. Everyone started with a clean slate. Uh, for some guys, that was great. For other guys, maybe not so great. Um, and, you know, they opened this thing up to competition. And frankly, Alex Leatherwood didn't respond very well to it. And at the end of the day, uh, and as I, I, I tweeted earlier, because there's a lot of people out there that are saying, you know, why not just keep him on the roster and, you know, develop him a little bit more and see what you're going to get down the road. Well, if you're Dave Ziegler and you're Josh McDaniels, you're certainly open to that for anybody that's on this roster. Not everybody's a finished product, and you are willing, in some cases, to invest time for a future payoff. But in Alex's case, I think they looked at the situation and said, even if we do invest more time in him, I don't feel like there's a payoff coming uh, with Alex Leatherwood. That doesn't make him a bad person or anything like that. But for their needs, what they're looking for in a player, they didn't believe that any more investment from this point forward would have yielded the type of payoff um, that would have that would you know have justified that sort of investment. So they're in their estimation, the best thing to do. do well, and, and think of it this way as well, JT, mm-hmm. uh, to invest in somebody developmental wise without any real guarantees that it's going to pay off, and while taking uh, a, a very important 53-man roster spot, that's a double-edged sword that they weren't willing to deal with, uh, and they felt like the best bet was just cut their losses, move on, keep a player that they truly do covet and believe that investing in, um, you know, not only in the short term and the long term, uh, will, will yield uh, dividends. Vinny, out of respect to you, there's more news on the Raiders. We'll let you go to chase down these other stories on a potential trade. That Adam Schefter's reporting back, and maybe we'll get you back later in the show or we'll be listening again to Q as you have a wrap-up of today of all the players who will be here. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right, Vinny Bonsignor on the waving of Alex Leatherwood. As we were speaking, Adam Schefter reports the Raiders are sending 2019 second-round pick Trayvon Mullen to the Arizona Cardinals' Kevin Connor at Unisports Management confirmed the trade. So from Adam Schefter, Raiders are sending 2019 second-round pick cornerback Trayvon Mullen to Arizona. Poor sources, that comes from Adam Schefter, who just put that out there right now. So here's what we can tell, that the former regime players that are here are getting whisked out. If they weren't able to play, if they weren't good enough, if they weren't available. And this is just the beginning of the show. So we're going to open up the phones to you for most of the show. We have one live interview coming up at 1 o'clock. I wanted to do about 10, 15 minutes with Vinny. But clearly, Vinny, we were going to let Vinny go because of this Trayvon Mullen story coming from Adam Schefter. So as we have more information here, and Vinny will be reporting it, and Vic Tafer and everybody else here, uh, we just want your opinion on all this because now this is a really important moment. It's It's the biggest moment, I think, here, other than the you know, the trade for Devontae Adams to get Devontae Adams to come and the Raiders gave up two first round picks. And I think every Raider fan who can hear me on the flagship today would rather have Devontae Adams compared to the way this team has used first round picks over the last couple of years, period, just period. And this is a new regime that starts fresh and they're clearly fast and they move quickly. So I knew Dave Ziegler was trying to make some trades here. Vinny summed up why it's almost impossible to move Leatherwood's contract, his guaranteed rookie contract, impossible. Why wouldn't a team just want to pick him up off of waivers and sign him to a new deal with what he's owed? I get that. But Trayvon Mullen, Trayvon Mullen, uh, to me, to Sean Reed a minute ago, just with the eyeballs, 
on Ian Rappaport. Ian Rappaport, source the Raiders are trading Trayvon Mullen to the Arizona Cardinals. Major DB help in Arizona. So, you know, that's a player that I was really counting on. So when you look at this, as I tweeted out earlier today, that no one in the Raider Nation, a fan or an insider, had any idea that Leatherwood, Trayvon Mullen, Kenyon Drake, and Demarcus Robinson wouldn't be here. So this is Dave Ziegler's way of cleaning off the slate and doing what he's doing, which has been very aggressive, very aggressive here. And I think a lot of Raider fans are going to be behind it. I think a lot of Raider fans are going to believe in Dave Ziegler and what he can do from the players they drafted, the players they signed, uh, players that they might, wink, wink, be signing very quickly here to extensions. And this is how you do business. And for the Raiders with Rocky Asin on one side, as I reported a month ago, I told you that Nate Hobbs was going to be the starting outside corner, not slot corner. So with Trayvon Mullen being gone, I think it's fair to assume that Rocky Asin on one side, Nate Hobbs on the other, and then depending on the depth at the cornerback position for slot receiver and everything that happens after that. So there is a lot of news as we open up the show. Good day to be on the air. And again, once a Raider, always a Raider. When it comes to Leatherwood, just remember one thing about Alex Leatherwood. Alex Leatherwood gave everything he had. He did. He played a lot of football for the Raiders in one year. He played a lot of preseason football this year, and it didn't work out. They don't believe that there's enough upside to keep them, and they would rather develop the players that they have or get, go get other players. And as I'm saying, I'm suggesting that Dave Ziegler today or tomorrow is going to sign a swing tackle or a right tackle. I've always believed, as we saw and we came to today, if Dave isn't able to do it ahead of time with a trade for an offensive lineman, it'll happen pretty quickly here. So when you look at what's happened today, according to Tashawn Reed from The Athletic, the Raiders have made a couple of surprise moves at quarter, cornerback today, releasing Darius Phillips and trading Trayvon Mullen. They must feel really strong about the outside duo of Rocky Asin and Anthony Averett plus Nate Hobbs' ability to play both inside and out. Perfectly written. Absolutely right. I think that's what they're going to go with. Anthony Averett, clearly Nate Hobbs as a hybrid player, and Rocky Asin being their premier cornerback out there. So Alex Leatherwood no doubt had the size and strength and everything you wanted here, but he lost all his confidence. He didn't play with any. And, you know, I got people texting me, man, JT, this is gangster. Hey, JT, this is nuts. Hey, JT, it's Dave Ziegler. He took over from Mike Mayock. I like Mike. Mike was good to me. He was on this show pretty regularly. The first round picks of the former regime were a disaster. No one could have predicted that Arnett, well, they could have predicted it actually because he was a bad guy and he had bad behavior patterns. That was an awful pick. But when it came to Cleve Farrell, he was the captain of the defense at Clemson, won a national championship. He was drafted way too high at number four overall. Alex Leatherwood was drafted really high at 17. That was a bad pick. And Henry Ruggs was coming into his own before that awful decision, that tragedy, and one of the worst moments in Vegas history when it comes to an athlete in an accident. So all, that was a lot of bad luck. And last year, the Raiders won 10 games with Rich Passaccia taking over for John Gruden. They played really well, didn't they? The Raiders won their final four games and did a lot with Josh Jacobs, who didn't have his fifth-year option picked up. So am I shocked? No, I'm not shocked, but I have my flip card here from the beginning in Canton, Ohio that I collect, and I looked at the players on my projected 53, 
And you know, I thought Demarcus Robinson would be here. Alex Leatherwood would be here. Kenyon Drake would be here. And you all thought Trayvon Mullen would be here. You guys all had Trayvon Mullen being here. And Trayvon Mullen couldn't play healthy. He was getting banged up a lot and had a lot of upside. So what does it say to the other Clemson player who's banged up and Clee Farrell? And what's happening with him? So the Raiders, <coughs> excuse me, the Raiders are getting rid of everyone that can't prove that they can start on this team. Very important point. The Patriots are the greatest franchise in the last 20 years of taking marginal players, good players like everybody gets in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, undrafted, and building a Super Bowl team. And that is what we're seeing here with Dave Ziegler. He'd rather take a guy for less money who can play just as good as Alex Leatherwood or Trayvon Mullen. And he's probably right. Now, two years from now, can Trayvon Mullen be in a Pro Bowl? And could Alex Leatherwood be a perennial starter for a team at right tackle or right guard? Absolutely. But this is the business that they're running. So I'm going to get out of the way, and I want to get your emotional opinions today. Light up the phones and use them on this important day. And then we gave you two breaking news items, first four minutes of the show. Leatherwood and Trayvon Mullen. Maybe there'll be more at 702-365-9200. The great Chris in West Oakland starts us off. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, JT. First off, I always love listening to Vinny Bonsignor. I think he's hands down the best Raider insider you bring on. And, uh, you know, the guys you just mentioned, look, maybe Leatherwood will be, catch on somewhere else, maybe Mullen will. But the one thing about the Gruden-Mayoff draft picks, the track record, I- I'm going to guess we're not going to hear a lot of blood from these guys uh, again. What bothered me the most about Gruden and Mayock was in their drafting style. First off, it proved college success doesn't translate into pro success because they sure drafted a lot of Alabama and Clemson players that just didn't work out. Secondly, as far as Alex Leatherwood goes, I- I'm glad you said what you said. It's not his fault. I have no doubt that he played hard. He showed up. He wasn't hurt. He just, it's not his fault that he should have been a third rounder that the Raiders drafted him at 17. What frustrated me the most, though, JT, that Gruden and Mayock never learned from their mistake. It started with Clee Farrell, and it ended with Alex Leatherwood, their first round picks. They didn't learn, JT. They doubled down. And I'm very thankful that Ziegler has come in and said, hey, why waste time with these guys? We know if they can play or not. I mean, Farrell, Arnett, Garyon Connolly, Leatherwood. I mean, and let's face it, Josh Jacobs is solid. Josh Jacobs isn't a great back. He's a solid back, and he's probably the best. Well, he is the best of the first-round draft choices. So I'm glad Ziegler's coming in and doing what he's doing. It's a new era of Raider football, clearly a new management style, and they're not going to keep a guy and play him just to justify drafting a high draft choice. Best of luck to Mullen and, and Alex Leatherwood. I hope they catch on and play somewhere well. I have nothing against them. But I'm glad Ziegler's doing what he's doing because it shows we've got a front office now that means business, and we're about winning football games, not saving face and justifying draft picks. Thank you, my friend. I will talk to you on the night show. That's the type of phone call I want today from the Raider Nation. Come on in, fired up about the moving of Trayvon Mullen as Trayvon Mullen uh, tweeted out, let's get it, Arizona. So Trayvon Mullen treated that out on his verified account. Trayvon Mullen is gone. Uh, Mullen traded for a 2023 conditional seventh rounder. So the Raiders don't get much for a second round pick, but at least Dave Ziegler got a trade out of it. And we'll see what happens there. At least it was traded. They didn't want to have Mullen and they didn't want to have Leatherwood. And those are players that every single 
person thought would be here. Everybody. I follow all the insiders. I'm in the building. You know what I know. I talk to you, the fans, every day. These are really harsh, hardcore decisions here that I support knowing Dave Ziegler. And what I've known from him, just meeting him a handful of times on his philosophy and style. And I think every Raider fan who listens puts on their big boy pants. This is business at the highest level of getting it right so they can build a team, not for the Charger game September 11th, everybody. Let's dip the show in reality. These moves aren't made for September 11th and the Charger game or the home opener. These are long-term decisions by Ziegler and McDaniels to get their guys in place at their price with their upside and their evaluation. Clearly, Dave Ziegler and the people that he brought over from New England look at talent differently than John Gruden and Mike Mayock and Reggie McKenzie and Jack Del Rio before. And this is what you signed up for as a Raider fan. These decisions come here. Are they surprising? Hell yeah, they're surprising. Anybody tells you that Trayvon Mullen being traded today and Alex Leatherwood, which was less surprising after the last two weeks, but I'm, I'm talking about going back a month or two ago. Anybody tells you that this isn't surprising doesn't know what they're talking about. It is surprising. 702-365-9200. And again, if you're going to call in on Leatherwood, don't make it personal. Talk about the business decision and the fact that he didn't get the job done. He didn't get the job done. He deteriorated to the point where he shouldn't have. And from everything that I heard in the offseason with his diet, for me, the big thing with offensive linemen from their rookie year to their second year, when they get drafted and the money clears, the money that Leatherwood gets, they buy cars, they buy houses, and they eat themselves to a new wayside. Alex Leatherwood was a pro. He was a professional at Alabama. He came in and... I don't know exactly what his conditioning was. I don't know what his measurements were from the offseason till now, but he was given every chance to play multiple positions and undrafted guys and seventh-round picks. Thayer Mumford is the reason why Alex Leatherwood's gone. They drafted Thayer Mumford in the seventh round. We're not talking about a second-round pick, and he's better in their opinion. So that kind of changed everything. So we're keeping an eye on all the breaking news here. Will there be more? We're just looking for the final cuts for the Raiders as we open up the show. As Vinny talked about, and he just said, the Raiders making moves here on Trayvon Mullen. And I, I like Trayvon Mullen too, man. He, he played great in the national championship. So when you look at the Clemson guys, Hunter Renfro turns out to be a superstar. Not a good player in this league, a pro bowler. Give Mayock credit for that. Okay, then they got Cleveland for uh, Farrell. Doesn't look like, I don't think he'll make the team if he does, and they're giving him another chance because they don't have a lot of depth in the interior, and he can come off the edge. And then finally, Alex Leatherwood from Alabama, the Outland Trophy winner. Normally, you would give the Outland Trophy winner from Alabama with two national championships another year. And that's what I suspected, is that he'd get another year, and they'd develop him, but they don't want to do that, because the cost, it's not effective to what they want to do. They want only the people in the building who are going to be here next year and the year after. I was getting to that point. These are long-term decisions. They're not short-term decisions. You know, Dave Ziegler is not a part of the past here. He's not. He's not a part of Oakland. He's not a part of the past. This is his team now. Give him the respect to build the team the way Mark Davis thinks he can uh, with the Patriots' style of picking players and players who can step up. 
So 24 minutes into the show, we heard from Chris in West Oakland. Let's wake up the rest of the Raider fans and act like a flagship station on cutdown day. It's a pretty big day today. 702-365-9200 PTs fuels the monologue. Team up with PTs. Have a couple of beverages there today. Some food. They're great wings. I love their chicken quesadilla. Sit there and go over the Raiders' new 53-man roster and get ready for what should be a really interesting season coming up. The Chargers are our focus and our preparation after today and tomorrow. We're going to do the rest of the show as wait on news. Who's going to make the 53-man roster and go from there? I can get Ruben in Vegas up before the bottom of the hour. Hello, Ruben. Thanks for checking in. Hey, JT. All I got to say is, wow, this is a new regime, a new era, and just wish them the best the guys that got cut or getting traded and whatnot. Well, I mean, there was a trade there for Mullen, but it doesn't matter. It's a conditional seventh, so, you know. Hopefully that turns out to be something and the Raiders get lucky with that. But they've they pretty much got nothing for him. And, and Leatherwood, they're eating a lot of money to move him on because he couldn't play at the level that the Raiders wanted him at. So those are pretty two big, bold decisions here that it's getting a lot of press, Ruben, around the NFL, that's for sure. Yeah, that's true. But with Leatherwood, you know how he won the uh, Outland Trophy, the mm-hmm. best uh, offensive lineman? Does it necessarily have to do with scheme? And, like, if they're, I mean, like you said, you're going to catch on with another team and possibly do great and be a pro bowler, but why don't you think personally that they don't make the cut? They don't make the team. They don't, they don't know how to play the certain system that they're in. Yeah, he, he, he regressed. Ruben, you, you answer a very important question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be interviewing Dave Ziegler, I believe, on Thursday uh, for a private event, and I'm going to talk to him about it. And he just couldn't play. He, he didn't have good technique. He didn't have any confidence. His footwork wasn't good. Lincoln Kennedy talked about it on the broadcast. The, the reason why Leatherwood isn't here is he got worse which is really shocking for an Alabama player coached at the Nick Saban level coming in here selected by John Gruden and Mike Mayock, who know football, and for the guy not to make it to his sophomore year. He played so poorly under his new bosses, his new offensive line coach and the head coach and the GM that they were left no choice. This, if, if, the point for me was park him and play right guard. Let him play right guard, and they gave him a chance to play right guard, and he wasn't any good. So he wasn't good at right tackle. The Raiders got a left tackle. He can't play center. Dylan Parham can play multiple positions. Mumford can play multiple positions. And they're moving on from him. It's really disappointing that Richie Incognito, great guy, was given year after year, injured, not available to play, and given the opportunity to stay. And Alex Leatherwood wasn't given year two. That's alarming to me, but they saw it, and it must have been pretty obvious to him, to them that he couldn't play. Yeah, well, JT, this is a new era. Ziegler, Coach McDaniels, I'm tired of hearing the Patriot way. No, this is McDaniels and Ziegler's way. New era of Raiders football, and I can't wait for this season to start. I was there at the preseason game, the last alumni game. I love that. I love that. But anyway, JT, thanks for taking the call. Have a great day. Go Raiders. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Look, a couple of days ago, you know, I would say heading into the weekend, Raider alumni weekend, I was around a lot of people, a lot of executives, a lot of former legends, Hall of Famers, and it was pretty evident that everybody was circling saying Leatherwood's gone. And I went on the radio yesterday and I said, you know, from a week ago to two weeks ago, now I think Leatherwood's gone. But I was pulling for the kid. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I pull for a first-round pick to make it to year two? And I like Trayvon Mullen. We had him on the show. Good guy. And he'll go on to do good things, hopefully, for Arizona. But we'll see him week two. We'll see him week two. And he's been with Derek Carr a lot and knows the tendencies of Derek Carr, and he knows the entire offense, Trayvon Mullen, and that's the Raiders' home opener. 
Could that have something to do with it? I mean, Arizona plays the Raiders in their first road game. Trayvon Mullen knows a lot about the Raiders' schemes. Completely on defense, he knows the Raiders' scheme. And he goes up against the Raiders' offense with Devontae Adams on a rent row and Darren Waller. So with all of that, I'm telling you, there's a lot happening here. A lot of big deals going down. Not everybody's supposed to like every trade. But my job is to make sure you understand it. And I always said that. I defer to you, the Raider fans, who have been a fan of the team longer than I've been with the team. And you you got strong opinions on this. And today is a strong opinion day on what's going to happen. So that's where we are again. Hey, earlier today I had a meeting at Resorts World at 9.30 in the morning going over our Monday night football show, which once again will be back at Doghouse Saloon. So head on out to Doghouse. And also you can go to Red Tail, which is incredible. If you're into Red Tail, you've seen it. It's right outside of Zook, the great nightclub. You'll be able to cut the line and get to the front of the line. If you go to Red Tail, they have concerts. They have great restaurants. They have the great cigar lounge, eight cigar lounge, and they do everything fantastic. I'm a big fan of everything they do over at my place, Resorts World. And we'd like you to head on over there and join us Thursday, September 1st. This Thursday, 7 p.m. for the second annual Red Tail Table Tennis Open. I've crushed it at ping pong my whole life. I'm not in the final field, but it's a really good event. That's over at Red Tail, over at Resorts World. JT, woo! It's a memorable 30 minutes, 29 minutes, and I don't have two or three co-hosts. Throw some water on my face. I actually got time to jump in the pool and come back and cool off. We say goodbye to Trayvon Mullen and Alex Leatherwood today, and we look for your opinion throughout the Raider Nation. 702-365-9200 on the flagship. Yeah, Alex played a lot of football. Um, you know, it was basically out there every day and, uh, you know, durable. And, you know, and, and look, like I said, you know, earlier on the call that, you know, our offensive line as a whole, there's, there's definitely some, some good things, some things we've made progress on. And there's definitely some areas where we, can, we could probably do better and improve. And, um, you know, that's, that's what this time of the year is for. And so uh, Alex took a lot of reps. Uh, he's played a lot of football for us. I think he knows our system a lot more now than he did. Um, you know, in April, and that, that's true for every offensive player uh, on our team. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, like I said, we're going to use the next few days here to sort it out. But uh, certainly he's in a mix in all those conversations. Uh, we feel like we do have some quality there. So, um, you know, having tough decisions to make because you feel like you got a lot of guys competing for them uh, is a good problem to have. Interesting soundbite of Josh McDaniels a few days ago. Now that Alex Leatherwood is gone, JT, back with you. Brought to you by SalmonAshInjuryLaw.com because you deserve what's right. So Josh Dubow of the AP tweeted out a few minutes ago of their 53 first-round picks from 1967 to 2019. The Raiders cut only defensive end Bob Bukowski, the 1986 draft, before the start of their third season. All three of their first-round picks in 2020-2021. Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, and Alex Leatherwood were cut before the end of their second season. Paul Gutierrez adds to that thread, only three of the Raiders' 18 first-round picks 
since 2005 have been given second contracts by the team so far. Michael Huff, Darren McFadden, and Colton Miller. Man, that's a lot of swing and missing, everybody, by a bunch of different GMs here. A lot of swinging and missing. And, you know, Dave uh, Ziegler will not be under that microscope next year because he didn't have a first and second round pick. And they went out and got Devontae Adams. So it's a trend. Look, the St. Louis Rams, uh, the, the Los Angeles Rams don't want picks. Remember the T-shirt, blank the picks? They want players. And maybe that's the future of the Raiders here. I know Dave Ziegler is going to want to have picks because he's a GM coming from a scouting background and a really diverse background. But do you want proven players or not? I would like by the end of today or the end of tomorrow a proven offensive lineman via a trade or a player that just got cut from another team. Someone's going to pick up Alex Leatherwood, and he's going to start everybody. Okay, let me make that point clear. Someone's going to pick up Alex Leatherwood, who was waived by the Raiders, bring him into their team. Alex is going to compete, a bunch of practices. It might take him week three or four, and then they're going to plug him in. And he's going to play at some point, and he's going to start for a team. I don't think that Alex Leatherwood's going to be out of the league. He'll get a chance somewhere else. And I hope the same for Trayvon Mullen. I really do. But today's a big day. Man, wow. Again, you be around this team, and this is why I told you weeks ago I don't put a whole hell of a lot of time into who's gone two months ago. Today's the day where we look at the roster by the end of the day and go, this is the team. Now let's adjust and go forward. Did you put in a lot of time talking about a certain player, and they're not here. And that happens all the time in sports. Sal in Long Beach, you're on the Raider flagship station. Hello, Sal. Hey, what's up, JT? Number one, thank you for all you do. I love uh, to listen to your take. You're always honest and straight up. Now, number one, I'm very happy that we signed Waller and that he's locked up and that he's going to be with us for the next, at least for sure, the next two to three years. Mm -hmm. Now, in regards to Alex Leatherwood, I wish the guy the best. Now, what I think the Raiders are showing is they're not going to be afraid to cut anyone. Yep. And as a longtime, lifetime Raider fan, I'm finally happy that they're going to be holding guys accountable. You know what? We want football players here. It's the new Raider way. And if you're not going to show up, play hard, then you know what? We're going to get rid of you. And there is no way that we could have a guy like Leatherwood in the game missing blocks and going to let let Carr get hurt because he can't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they can't develop him. For the amount of money he's getting paid, which is a big hit, a big cap hit, they just don't have time. Thanks for the call. They don't have time yeah. to develop him. Does everybody understand that? They don't want to develop him. That's the issue here is that if they wanted to develop them and park them because of the price and the position, they could have done that. You know, he, Leather would have, been, would have been the 53rd guy on the roster. He would have been number 53, and everybody would have said, "Woo! he almost got cut. He's not going to start. Thayer Mumford is, or they're going to get another right tackle. He's not going to start at right guard. He's going to be a backup to Dylan Parham or whoever they want to use there. Lester Cotton on the other side, and he would have had to build up his confidence again. That's what I was hoping happening. I'm, not, I'm no expert on this. I thought what would happen is they would have kept Leatherwood, and then they would have built up his confidence again. Someone would get hurt or banged up, and you'd bring in a monster, a giant wall of Las Vegas, Alex Leatherwood, and he'd do a decent job. They don't believe he can do a decent enough job to be on this roster. That's their decision. Operator Raider in Oakland, you're up next. What's happening? 
What's up, JT? How's it going? Everything's good. Thanks. So I'm just glad we could finally put this whole Leatherwood mm-hmm. thing to bed. It's done, sealed, delivered. Let's move on. And one thing I love about this new regime is that they work in the dark. Like, none of us have the slightest clue what they're doing. And every move they've made has had merit with it. Um, I trust what they're doing. And even with this Trayvon Mullen thing, none of us had the slightest clue that Mullen was going to get traded. Mm-hmm. I, at last year, they were so predictable. We knew everything. And I just think that uh, the way they do things are bold and unpredictable, and that's that's what I like to see. And I I trust in the process, and I'm I have full confidence that they're gonna they they know there's a weakness. They're gonna go out and they're gonna do what we've all been asking them to do, but we don't know when. Like, yeah. you know, that's yeah. all I have to say on that. Yep. Thanks for the call. I, my, the impression I get from all of you out there in Raiderland is that you really like Dave Ziegler and you trust his philosophy and what he's bringing over from the Patriots. That's what I'm suspecting. You know, when if the, the deal first went down where Dave and Josh came here, there was some rumblings. Oh, this is the Patriots, the tuck rule, all that juvenile crap that you have to deal with on the radio. All oh, those Patriot guys, we don't want them. What are you talking about? These guys had tremendous success. I was talking to Dave Ziegler the other night at a Raider private event about all the success he's had with his with the Patriots and before that even in Denver and his wife and his family and how hard he, you know, he does everything, how much he cares and that's why they hired him. Mark Davis brought him in. They interviewed him thoroughly with Josh McDaniels, and you got two guys that are on the same page together. As much as you know, all know how much I like John Gruden and I'm tight with Coach, and I got hired the same day Coach Gruden did the first time around, the chemistry didn't work with Mike Mayock. They were not on the same page with early draft picks. They reached, and that's a part of it. John Gruden's won a Super Bowl. Mike Mayock's been very successful in his life. In football, as a broadcaster, came in, has been an executive, was the man behind Max Crosby and Hunter Renfro, and some good players here. Josh Jacobs, right? Jonathan Abram, if he pops and gets a contract down the road. There was some players here. Colton Miller with Coach Gruden. The conversations that I had privately with Coach Gruden on Colton Miller said I had to have him. I, I, I couldn't put out an offensive line if I didn't get him. So there's been some good players here, but the fact that the recent first-round picks could be categorized as bust really hurt the franchise i mean when you could have drafted ben roethlisberger and you take robert gallery it hurts when you could have drafted larry fitzgerald but you took robert gallery it hurts when you take a look at the draft pick of fabian washington when michael huff was drafted gary on conley damon arnett that puts your organization back when other teams get first round picks who develop into pro bowlers I've had that philosophy that I learned decades ago. Every player you ever select in the first round, the ultimate goal is the Pro Bowl. You want them to be a Pro Bowl. The ultimate dream is the Hall of Fame in the first round. Everybody else, second, third round pick, you just hope for the best, and and there'll always be good players to come out of that. But you can't swing and miss. You can't swing and miss on first round picks badly that they're not even back. That's why I didn't go crazy on Josh Jacobs not having his option renewed. In his fifth year, the Raiders have gotten four years so far. Coming up here, the fourth year with Josh. And let's see how he plays. He might be worth it again. Might be worth another contract. He's a really good player. But not enough for this regime to say, you know, we just met you. We know who you are, and we're going to give you a new deal. Same with Darren Waller. Everybody's expecting, along with me, a Darren Waller extension. They're just getting to know Darren Waller. They're seeing him practice. They're seeing him in meetings. 
They're watching the film. They'll make a decision on him. But there's a lot of surprising moves today. But for when it comes to Trayvon Mullen, his lack of availability afforded other guys an opportunity and allowed them to succeed. Final year of the contract saw enough that they didn't plan to keep him. So why not get a pick, I guess? These guys are playing chess, not checkers. 702-365-9200. Keep it going. I'm here all day for the next hour and 15 minutes. Let's go. Uh, Jared in North Las Vegas, you're up next on Raider Nation Radio. Go ahead. What's up, Brick? How are we doing? I'm doing good. Thanks. Thanks. Um, my overall feeling of today is disappointment. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed that, that Alex, um, with all the hard work that he put in, and he did put in hard work. He did go out there and work. It didn't mm-hmm. work out for him. Whatever. That's that's life. Sometimes, no matter how hard you try, it just doesn't work out for you. Mm-hmm. As for Trayvon Mullen, um, it's a mis- I feel like it's a mistake. Um, you know, th- this regime is going to do what they're going to do. But um, it's not all roses. It never is for, for every regime. I'm going to judge. I think other Raider fans should be judging. We can, we can judge the good and the bad and anything in between. I'm going to judge. I don't think that Rockison is better than him. I don't think that some of the guys we brought in are mm-hmm. better than him. I think that it could be a mistake. I'm going to sit back and watch and see what we do. Well, let me ask you this. Fans. Hold on. Hold on. Let me ask you this. How good do you think um, Nate Hobbs is as a fifth-round pick? I think Nate Hobbs is outstanding. Yeah, so they got a second-round pick. So hold on. you got a second-round pick for a fifth-round pick. So you got a guy who worked. Max Crosby was a fourth-round pick. Where would you take him now? Well, first? take him first even, right. over, Joe, even over Joey Bosa. Same, same, thing, mean, with Hunter, same thing with Hunter Renfro? Nick Bosa. Hunter, Hunter is outstanding. Right. But here's the thing. Dead money. That, that, mm-hmm. that could come back to hurt us if, sure. if late in the season we need someone to protect cars side on the right and mm-hmm. and we don't have it we have dead we have dead money sitting there we could have been yep. patient we weren't and like i said we'll sit back we'll watch we'll see what happens but i'm gonna mm-hmm. judge don't like the move that's all I okay gotta say. good and that's why we got a radio station for you thank you excellent phone call you don't like the move there's a couple of people who texted me who don't like the move i'm not thrilled with the move with leatherwood i'm not saying i got it wrong i just you know, I, I, I can go back. I don't recall Paul Gutierrez, Vic Tafer, Deshaun Reed, Vinny Bonsignor in June or July sitting around going that, hey, we're not going to have Kenyon Drake, Demarcus Robinson, Trayvon Mullen, and Alex Leatherwood. No one had that. And now we know more about the GM and the head coach and the people that they brought in and what they think about certain talent levels that don't live up to the hype. Why These guys, everybody now is trying to fight through this really big topic. It's an important topic. Why not give someone more time? That's the topic. The topic is why not give these guys another year? Because Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels have seen enough. They've seen enough in the tub, in the training room, on the practice field, and on film that they don't want these guys, and they're moving on to get better players. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just all about going in um, each day and just uh, keep me head down and working. You know what I mean? Um, make the main thing the main thing. You know what I mean? Just um, me do my work. They do their work, you know. Just have fun. Compete. That's Alex Leatherwood. He's gone from the Raiders waved earlier. 
JT back with you. Jeff Sherman joins us, VP of Risk Management over at the Westgate. Jeff, what's it like for you guys as you analyze NFL teams on a day like today? I mean, no one really big moves the number when it comes to season win totals or a point spread in the game, but you make a living evaluating talent so you can make the lines. What's this day like? Uh, it really doesn't mean too much to us because a lot of the players getting cut are the ones that we saw play in the preseason that really don't have an effect, like you said. So we haven't made any adjustments on any market today. Uh, preseason wins for Baltimore with that ungodly, unbelievable record that they have that'll never be broken. Even the Raiders went 4-0. Did you see a trend there, something unique in the preseason that you didn't expect? Yeah, we saw people betting against the Ravens in almost every game mm. because the spreads were accounted for and they were high, laying six, six and a half in a preseason game. So every week we saw sharp money against them. So it was an interesting trend where, uh, you know, the public was on them and the sharps were against them. Uh, going to college football with Ohio State and Notre Dame and Notre Dame being the dog that they are, an historic dog for the program. What have you seen here? The sharp money, big bets coming in. Have you, have you had to move the line at all with this game? Well, we opened Ohio State 14.5-point favorite, and they're up to 17.5. Wow. So the public's really getting behind them. And the money line is up to minus 800 on Ohio State, plus 550 on Notre Dame. And that's where we expect to see some Notre Dame support is over a 5.5-to-1 underdog. where It'll add up quickly. So I know it'll be either uh, Ohio State covering or Notre Dame winning outright. If it falls in between, that'll be the best for the book. Uh, what would you see also with that uh, that game? That was I, I look at Nebraska – always been on the radio there with Scott Frost and that team, their season win total and what happened in that game. I'm I'm suspecting he might not make it to the end of the season, to the halfway point in the season. What was the action like on that game? Uh, It was pretty good, and it was a lot of Nebraska support, but it it really fluctuated between 11 and 13, back and forth, especially on game day. But uh, an outright win by Northwestern really helped us out. Jeff Sherman is our guest. So, Jeff, UNLV here locally in town, and their win and their blowout win. Surprised by that? And what does it tell us as they go up against a big boy like Cal in the Pac-12? Yeah, I mean, we weren't surprised. We had him as a 24-point favorite. We saw some sharp money on the dog, but our power ratings had a little bit higher than that. So it really wasn't a surprise because of how poor Idaho State was. But with Brumfield, he played an excellent game and got the Mountain West Player of the Week. And You know, we're high on UNLV this year, so we think they're going to be a lot more competitive than they have been in previous years. Let's go to the 2023 Masters. You post odds after Rory won the FedEx. Uh, Tell me about uh, Rory chasing down Scotty Scheffler uh, to win his third uh, FedEx uh, championship in the playoff there and how it affects next year. Yeah, that was incredible. Uh, You know, Scheffler had a six-shot lead going into the last round on Sunday, and he was a one-to-six favorite, minus 600. And uh, Rory came back as a 12-to-1 underdog and won that. Uh, I just fluctuated the odds a little bit. Rory's a 12 to 1 co favorite with Scheffler for next year's Masters. And uh, we actually took a large wager over 3,000 on Tony Finau at 30 to 1. So he's down to 25 to 1. What about Cameron Smith? And I also see you have DJ there, the live golfers, expecting it to be status quo with the live golfers playing in the majors. Um, well, we're not seeing too much support for the live golfers in the majors. Mm. So you see their odds ease up. And DJ up to 25 to 1. I went Cameron Smith up to 16 from 14. And. They're all playing this week in Boston, so we'll see what kind of support they get with no PGA Tour up against them. Wrapping it up with Jeff Sherman, NBA season win totals. What jumps out at you? I see you have the Warriors at 51.5, Milwaukee 52.5. Any other surprises there? Well, the toughest one to make is Utah Jazz with the Donovan Mitchell situation. You Mm -hmm. know, We put these up after the Durant situation calmed down. 
So the Nets are 49 and a half, and it's pretty stable now with them bringing their players back. But the one unknown now is Donovan Mitchell. So we open the Jazz at 27 and a half, mm. thinking that he's going to get traded, and they're going to trade Conley and Bogdanovich and really tear the team down. Uh, so we've seen a little bit of oversupport for that, and especially with uh, Barrett signing the extension with the Knicks yesterday. Now it would have to uh, rework some type of deal that they might have, the Knicks and Jazz, if that goes forward. But there's still chatter that he is going to be on the move, and that's why we're a low number on them. Yeah, and finally, I'm looking at your NHL points totals that you just posted, too, and uh, fascinated on what the handle's going to look like with that is uh, Toronto 109.5, VGK 97.5, and then I look for Colorado, Colorado 112.5. What type of action and handle you expect on this? Yeah, it's not too much on those high teams. I mean, especially mm-hmm. Toronto, where you get they're such a good regular season team, and then they struggle in the playoffs because of the format going up against their division foes. But in the regular season, we expect high output out of them. And, you know, you don't see people tend to run and bet those over because it's such a large number. But for the Knights, it's uh, relatively low compared to what they've been in the past couple of years. You know, but they have the goaltending issues and some injury issues they dealt with last year. So a little bit relaxed on that number. I think we'll get good two-way on that one. And how'd the sign-up look for the Super Contest? Uh, well, we're doing well. We have 918 in the Classic, 38 in the Gold, 53 in the Reboot. So uh, a little bit behind last year, but still on a nice pace. Tell everyone how they can sign up for the best contest in all of sports gambling. Yeah, they have till September 10th, and come on down. It's $1,000 for the Classic, $5,000 for the Gold. So uh, you know, you have just over a week, and so even you don't have to have it in uh, by the first Thursday night game. You can still sign up on the, by the 10th and get all your picks in for the full slate on Sunday. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate you being patient with us. Appreciate you. All right, thanks. That's Jeff Sherman over at the Westgate. Sign up for the Super Contest. Get a group of three or five guys. Kick in 1,000 total. So you kick in a couple hundred bucks and be a part of the best concert contest in all of sports wagering, football gambling. It's the best. Fantastic the way they run it. And I know a couple of former winners who live here in town, and they got rings for it. It's a great contest to win. Thanks to everybody over at the Westgate. And the Superbook. Wow. Wild ride today. Trayvon Mullen gone from the Raiders along with Alex Leatherwood.